the overarching narrative about all of the season right now is so there's Alabama and Georgia, and then uh, maybe there's Oregon, and then there's chaos everywhere else. And uh, I'm up for that. I am up for that uh, as long as Georgia remains one of those two teams. The title of our last podcast episode was Georgia Can Name Their Score Versus Vandy. And safe to say, that held true to form as the dogs throttled the Commodores 62 to nothing up in Nashville. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 280 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. On this quick post-game reaction episode, my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, share a few thoughts on the dominant offense, the dominant special teams, and the dominant defense. And what that means is Georgia faces their toughest opponent of the season as soon-to-be top 12 or maybe even top 10 ranked Arkansas pays a visit to Sanford Stadium this coming Saturday. And before we begin, I'd like to thank our podcast sponsor, The Root, El Barrio, and The Pine Bar, all three located in beautiful Five Points in Athens, Georgia. And what better time of the year than early fall on a Georgia home game weekend to enjoy some food and drink with friends and family. So when you do stop by, let them know that Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast sent you. And now, without any further delay, here's your friend and my friend, Will Leach, to kick things off. I am Will Leach here with Tony Waller. Scott, as always, not with us. We don't even really bother reaching out to him on Saturday mornings anymore. He's always got on Sunday mornings anymore. Excuse me. He's always out. Uh, uh, he puts this together for us, and that's all we can ask. I here's what my background yesterday, uh, Tony. I with my son William. We are in Cleveland after we finished this podcast. We were walking over to First Energy Stadium to watch Nick Chubb go against Roquan Smith and Justin Fields which is kind of interesting in and of itself. It's, it's uh, field starting this game. He is. He is start? starting. Awesome. He is starting. He is starting. Nick, uh, Nick from, or Jake from whatever his name is, uh, is, uh, is not starting for Buffalo <clears throat> today. Uh, yuck, yuck. Boy, it's almost like that guy doesn't know anything about quarterbacks. Anyway, <clears throat> point is, um, but we landed at 1137, uh, picked up our bag, got our, air, uh, took, took, uh, got a, uh, Uber, and took it straight to the hotel, got to the hotel, got up, checked in, quick check-in, checked in, got upstairs, like, all right, let's watch the game. And it was already 28 to nothing. <laughs> so that was uh that changed our plans a little bit. 62 nothing, the final score. Uh um, our friend Ryan Skates in the uh in his newsletter uh predicted the final score, whatever Georgia wants against whatever Georgia wants. And uh <laughs> that uh that sounds right. Yeah, it was uh it was a thorough domination from start to finish. And it's frankly, the kind of game you want to see out of a team that is um, a team like Georgia, uh, you know, that the narrative is, has switched from, you know, well, we just don't trust Georgia's offense to Georgia's notoriously unreliable. And then, you know, you go beat a conference opponent 62 to nothing. And and now it's like, well, it's just Vanderbilt fine. I don't care. I, I got to text my friend, Matt Adair. He's like, it's nice to see Georgia didn't play with their food today. And I text him back. He's like, I know it feels weird, right? Because <laughs> we are used to games like this where Georgia, look, there was, I, I never had any illusions that Georgia was going to lose this game. The talent differential is just too much. But this is also the kind of game where people would have circled in the past, especially after doing what we did against the you know, UAB in um, South Carolina. And then, you know, Clemson struggles, which we'll get to in a minute. You know, you would expect to win this game. 34 to 17 and like, Oh no, what's going on with the offense or, Oh no, there's the defense. And it never, ever happened. I mean, looking at the drop charts, Vandy's first 
five uh, first four drives before they had the, the drive that ended in this field called three plays, four yards, three plays, negative four yards, one play for an interception, three plays, six yards. If you're keeping score at home, that is 10 plays and six yards. Um, and even the drive with the, the missed field goal, it was workmanlike, but it was also helped along by some some timely penalties. And that's not to say that um, that's not to say that that Georgia doesn't have to clean it up. I think they do have to clean that up. It was also nice to see at the end of the end of the game, well into the four, in the fourth quarter, when the third string defense is in there and they're still making uh, making life miserable for Vanderbilt. And all in all, it was the, especially with the kind of the, the bloodbath day that we saw up and down the, the AP top 25. Um, it was the kind of game you wanted to see out of Georgia Vanderbilt. I think we hit the, we hit the mark on uh, what you wanted. Will. I think you said we won a three hour game. Uh, and uh, if I recall the, the game time was three Oh six. So good call, sir. Yeah. Yes. And that part they took care of. Uh, and I appreciate that though. Again, with the with it be, being thirty five nothing, it certainly felt like like if it had been hot, there'd have been a running clock <laughs> in the fourth yeah. quarter. Like that was a clear like uh, uh, just kind of finish it up, and, and that's fine because like there was so kind of so much else going on all day in college football that lets you kind of just kind of take take your foot off the brake a little bit. It is funny to think that I do think there is something to the fact that obviously you know. Uh, there's no reason, reason to keep Daniels in there when you're up like that. But that was unusually early. Like Daniels was out in like the beginning of the second quarter. I know this is the oblique. And I and I think it's become clear too with Beck, who looked okay, but did not look like Setson Bennett, that Bennett is obviously the backup quarterback on this team and is is being uh, put in positions where he needs to be ready to play uh, on, on a regular basis, which I think is good in the long term. But I said we keep saying long term and um, the way this is actually kind of put, setting up, the long term is becoming the short term really fast. <laughs> uh, we will we will preview the Arkansas game this week. But the one thing I was kind of wanting to see that again we still didn't quite see, and I, I and not that like they had trouble with Vanderbilt running the ball, but they still it still felt like this is, you know, with Arkansas building its team into what it's become, where they basically stuff Texas and run the ball down Texas and stuff Texas and and run the ball uh, on them. They're playing man ball, and it's very strange, Tony, to be going into a game that looks like it's clearly going to be a top ten matchup at noon. Nice bet, guys. Um, but so, uh, coming into a top ten matchup, that the man ball team is not Georgia, <laughs> and, and I, it's, I feel like that's the only thing they really haven't proven yet is that they can do man ball, and uh, they're coming up in a situation this week where it feels like there's going to be a lot of temptations to do man ball. I mean, Georgia ran the ball fine. I think if you want to point to a part of Georgia's offense and say, well, this got to get better, maybe the running game, maybe. I don't know. We, we haven't had to lean on it yet. Uh, and we're also playing a lot of teams, every team at this point. It's like, okay, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us with the pass. We have happily obliged uh, because we're gentlemen that way. And <laughs> um, But, you know, I, I think you're right. It is notable to me that Sam Pittman – is going to bring an Arkansas team in here that is probably going to be top 10 or really close. Uh, you're going to have two versus 10 matchup at noon where the team is like run the dang ball, which is going to be Arkansas. Um, <laughs> by the way, I don't know if you got to see any of the Arkansas Texas A&M game. Um, they just, they now dominated. I mean, I'm physical. Yeah. Them. They just really, they're a really physical football team, which you would expect of a former, former lineman and former line coach uh, as a head coach. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to see it. I, I, I will also say that 
I would not feel differently next Sunday if they come in here and run the ball down our throat and beat us. But I'm uh, I'm kind of glad we have a, a halfway, uh, maybe sneaky decent, but halfway decent home game because mm-hmm. hey, a month ago we looked at this game and was like, eh, we'll wait till Florida or at least Arkansas. I mean, I'm sorry, Auburn. We'll wait to Auburn. But now you know we're going to play. Uh, we're going to play a team that is uh, clearly rolling. Uh, and speaking of, speaking of Auburn. Guys, that's Georgia State out there. <laughs> so I'm just just throwing that out there. But um, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be a fun. I think we need. We definitely need to get up and make sure we don't fall into the trap we did against South Carolina two years ago. Uh, and I, I just feel. I feel a little more. I feel a lot more comfortable with our offense than I, I would have honestly felt two years ago. But the 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 thing that is also. I mean, Georgia now has with with Clemson crapping the bed against North Carolina State. And and then Texas and I'm giving up you know, 20 points to Arkansas. Georgia has the best defense in the nation now, points wise, yardage wise, yards per play wise. Uh, it's scary. They're scary. It's a scary. They're a scary team. And I, I have to assume that that Sam Pittman is uh he he's trying to figure out all he's trying to figure out what all the letters he's got to pull just to make sure that um, he he gets the ball down the field. They're going to want to slow the game down. And we'll talk about we'll talk about the Georgia Arkansas game in our weekly podcast, but. When Georgia's on defense, it's going to be a plotting, plotting game. They're going to take 35 of the 40 seconds every time. And as they should, that's the, that's the only path to victory for them. Yeah, and but it is weird to think that uh, uh, we're in a situation where, all told, I appreciate, I understand that's how Arkansas is doing. That's the kind of only path. But, I mean, let's not, let's not uh, uh, bury the lead here. I mean, Georgia's defense, I mean, this is, this is, this is epic stuff, right? Like this is, and I, I know that there's this idea that we talked about even after the Clemson game, that the defense can't run everything all year. You're going to be have to have to throw the ball, uh, even in even during the 17 season. By the end of the year, Oklahoma and Alabama were scoring a lot of points on this great defensive team. Eventually, you have to score. I think Georgia's being able to show to do that. It's weird to look at this and be like, again, well, I don't know, is Zamir White enough? I didn't get my I didn't get my Zamir White game, Tony. Grumble, 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 grumble. And like, if that's the worst thing we have to worry about, this defense, uh, even with Arkansas playing the, the way they want to play. I feel like this defense will be eager to meet that challenge. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you don't, I don't there's no doubt in my mind that they will be. Um, I keep coming back to, to two different things. First off, um, Dan Rubenstein's uh, observation of 2017 Georgia team, they just look like kids on the playground, and that's exactly the way it feels. And then Spencer Hall's uh, Georgia defense looks like somebody has thrown a tennis ball into a crowded dog park. Um, and that both of those things are absolutely true. It's, um, you know, it's, they are scary. I mean, you, know, you get like Jordan Davis played nine snaps, nine snaps. I mean, he's probably going to play an entire game next week. I'm fine with them playing nine snaps. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I hope the worst thing that happened is he got a cramp on the plane because plane seats are too small. Um, but you know, it's, they are a fun team to watch a super fun team to watch. And before we start fretting too much about the run game, Still got 243 yards rushing against a Vanderbilt team. And granted, we were running the ball a lot at the end, but against a Vanderbilt team that stacked the box and, you know, scored five rushing touchdowns. And a couple of those were stretch plays where uh, it's not traditional handoff up the middle or, or you know, inside-outside zone reads. Um, but still, you know, you, you like Brock Bowers get a hold of the ball, come around a corner, I like my odds. And it's also, uh, it's funny, we, we spent so much time uh, humping up the first game of the year and saying, okay, just get through that, then get through Florida, and then get the SEC championship game. 
the best team Georgia will play this year, this play this year so far will be this week <laughs> because, <laughs> uh, because Clemson, Clemson had every opportunity handed to them to win that game. <laughs> like I, we, we were watching the end of that game and that poor kicker, I'm always empathetic to kickers, that poor kicker missing the three kicks and you know that crowd being ready to explode. I don't even think this is that particularly great of a North Carolina state team. Like to me, Clemson, like there's a part of me looking at this Clemson team now that wonders if Georgia, like, almost psyched themselves out too much heading into that game. Like if they'd have played, I think if Clemson would have played Georgia in a neutral round, neutral uh, field game in week four, I think Georgia would crush them. I think there was a certain level of a presumption of a certain conservative kind of game, but which totally made sense for what you expected Clemson to be. But the way they look right now, I think Arkansas would beat Clemson pretty handily on the neutral field right now. Well, you also have to factor in uh, uh, Daniel's oblique injury. Uh, into some of that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, look, I think Clemson still has a very, very good defense. I just think they uh, they ran up against a team who had a, a pretty decent game plan and had watched the film. I think you're right. I think if Georgia and Clemson played now, it would not be a particularly close game. In as physical as Arkansas plays, I can't disagree with you. I, I mean, that's that's what North Carolina State did against um, against Clemson. They just they just went and played really physical football against them, and Clemson couldn't stand up. Um, but will I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you saw this. Georgia Tech might be good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe Northern Illinois is good. We don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's really it's really interesting. Some of the it's a wild year so far. Totally wild year so far. Yeah, which I'm for. I mean, which a lot of people said, hey, with the super seniors, maybe is maybe are we just like end of the season we'll just shrug, do, do the shrug emoji, and uh, as as long as the once the dogs are playing in Indianapolis and uh, um, red and black confetti is falling down out of Lucas Oil, I'm fine with that. Yeah, there is something about the the idea that but the overarching narrative about all of the season right now is so there's Alabama and Georgia, and then uh, maybe there's Oregon, and then there's chaos everywhere else. And uh, I'm up for that. I am up for that uh, as long as Georgia remains one of those two teams. Um, okay, so we don't have to go to the Bible too much this game because it was 62 to nothing. Uh, though I will say, Tony, before we get into the the, the prediction for the game time uh, for the Auburn game, I'm curious. You have a long history of Georgia football. I mean, sixty-two to nothing is veering toward the unprecedented. Yeah, I mean, look, I've I've seen we've seen Georgia teams do this to Vanderbilt and to other teams, Uh, but I tell you what, I think the thing that um, the thing that impressed me the most is that yeah, actually Ryan Skates is right. It is whatever Georgia wants it to be to whatever Georgia wants it to be, and that is it. It legitimately felt disorienting and continues to feel disorienting every time we go and play. I mean, like it's a, it's an overused cliche, but we're just doing Alabama dust teams and I'm here for it. Okay. So prediction for next week, we do this in every podcast, uh, every post game podcast. Uh, we'll get up Monday morning. We will get Monday afternoon. We will get our prediction uh, for mm-hmm. Auburn. What time they'll play. What's your prediction when they play at Auburn on October 9th, the day before my birthday. I feel like it's going to be the CBS three thirty game. Uh, CBS okay. has CBS has two games uh, that week uh, that the late game, which I feel pretty comfortable is going to be uh, Ole Miss at Alabama. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this game's going to be nuts. Uh, and I think Georgia, I think Georgia Auburn be the three thirty game. Uh, that's just that's that's the, that's the easiest that's the easiest guess. 
the idea that next week, two games that I don't think a lot of people would have thought would be perhaps the two biggest games of the SEC season until the SEC championship game are next week, Arkansas, Georgia at noon and Mississippi, Alabama at three 30 going to be wild. Uh, well, uh, William Leach is here with me now. We are about after we finish this podcast, we are heading over to first energy field, uh, field. Well, uh, William, do you have anything that you want to say about, uh, seeing the Browns and uh, Nick Chubb before we go over there? Go Browns! Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> He's ready. He's ready. All right. Uh, well, Tony, we'll be, we're taping Tuesday night. We're taping a regular Tuesday night to preview what suddenly looks like a pretty wild game, a pretty massive game setting forward for the dogs. Uh, 62, nothing. I, uh, I don't think, it feels like we're just not going to see that again for a while. 62, nothing feels like I just, I know it's hard to like recap a 62, nothing game, but like 62, nothing is 62, nothing. Like that is like Illinois is never going to win a game. 62, nothing ever against anyone ever. If they play, if they, if they play Brookstone high school's team in Columbus, they're not going to win 62, nothing. So I want to savor a 62, nothing win. those do not come around very often. You will. I do want to add one thing. I said Alabama Ole Miss. I meant Alabama, Texas A&M. And um, I'm still going with the 330 game, but it's possible that that's a night game over at Auburn, which is not as exciting to me, but uh, <laughs> just because. But um, I'm sticking with 330. All right. We'll find out. Either way, all right, uh, Tony, we'll be back on uh, – we'll, we'll preview with Scott on Tuesday. And I'm not pushing anyone back this time. We're all at the same normal time. We'll all be together. It was a just disjointed but kind of fun show. I felt like uh, I felt like Scott was like a game show host uh, bringing in two, two, comp- uh, two uh, competitors and, uh, to go and talk last week. All right, Tony, have a great week. We will talk on Tuesday. Go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at WSLS Podcast and send us any of your comments or questions you might have. We'll be recording our Arkansas preview show this coming Tuesday, so look for it sometime in your podcast player on Wednesday. We'll see you on campus bright and early this coming Saturday. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.